welcome to That's Just Ridiculous with me, Guy Kenaway. And me, Paul Fryer. Good to have you back. We are back in my place in Somerset, in my study here. Paul's lying on the couch because he had a rough night last night. That's not true. I just wanted to lie here to get the the feeling of being... Um, analysed a little bit today. It's his fourth time. There must be more than four. He must have been in his house, come to this house about seven times, and he lost his way on the way here. <laughs> um, have you got the cans? Can you hear if I'm brushing it? Uh, I haven't got cans. Listen to you. <laughs> have you got the lingo, is, is that, guy? Is that the right word? Lingo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So I know what I was going to say to you. Um, what? Why did you say the Doomsday Machine? <laughs> because it's a film that I just thought you'd love. Is it? No, it's not. It's the software in um, Stanley Kubrick movie about the about the about mutually assured destruction. Yeah, which is uh, Doctor Strange Love. Thank you. It, the 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 software or how I learned to stop worrying and, and get along with the bomb. Yes. I never really liked that movie very much. Did you see that thing that he was going to... He, the Beatles asked him to make Lord of the Rings with them playing in, in Lord of the Rings. That was quite good. <laughs> really? Yeah. Not funny. Yeah, with John Lennon playing Gollum. John Lennon bought the rights to The Three Stigmata of Palmer Eldritch, which is probably Philip K. Dick's weirdest book. And I think he was going to get Alan Klein to make a movie of it, but then nothing happened because Alan Klein made that film with Jodorowsky. And all that went wrong. Do you know that one, The Holy Mountain? No. The Holy Mountain. What? what, what? It's a fucking crazy movie. It's like an art movie, is it? It's mental. You've got to watch it, actually. It's really good. Uh, what, and absolutely stiffeningly boring? It's not boring at all. It's extraordinary to look at. It's just such crazy, rich imagery. I mean, it is really trippy. And Jodorowsky refused to change any of it. And so Alan Klein buried the movie for about 25 years, I think, and kind of fucked up Jodorowsky's career. When you said bury the movie, I, I did not think metaphorically. I saw him digging a hole. No, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> really. Putting the cans in the bottom. No, well, it, it might as well have done. Nobody, yeah. nobody saw it for years, and it only got released very recently again. But Jodorowsky, he was a really interesting guy. He put the whole June thing together. The whole what? June, you know. What, the month? No, Dune, the Frank Herbert book. Oh, Dune, right, right. And he was going to do a movie of it, and then they gave it... Jodorowsky was going to direct it, and then they gave it to David Lynch, who fucked it up. Many think. But the team that Jodorowsky put together for Dune ended up working on Alien and changing the nature of science fiction cinema, really. There's an amazing story about that called Jodorowsky's Dune. It's really good. But anyway, that's me and sci-fi, you know, that I love all Yeah, that. you do like that, don't you? Yeah. yeah. It's a really odd area of, of literature to be interested in. Do you not like it? Well, why is, why is it just not literature? Why do they have to have their own silly little space? <laughs> I think that's what most writers think. Well, that's what the French that, think. That, that they're kind of protecting themselves from, from being, being compared to proper writers. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty well established that well, certainly none of the great classic writers wrote science fiction, apart from uh, W. H.G. Wells? W.G. Grace. (laughs) (laughs) He was brilliant. (laughs) Anyway, we were very much steered away from it. I was was always taught to to, never bother bother with it. 
oh, science well, fiction. Martin Amos doesn't deal with it. Saul Bellow doesn't deal with it. And if those two don't, even Philip Roth didn't go, go into the future, did he? Don't think so. I've not read all his books. Mm. Oh, oh, Kurt Vonnegut. That's not in the future, though. You see, that's not science fiction. Kurt it's speculative fiction, fiction it's, I believe yeah, it's yeah. called. Is it? That's, mm. that's, just, that's just fiction. It's just fiction. But that's what happens if you're a science fiction writer and you're any good, then they, don't, they take the science fiction thing it's, off you. They take the science bit off. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. What about Hal Nellison and people like that? Norman Spinrad, quite serious writers. <laughs> Norman Spinrad. Are you familiar with Norman's work? <laughs> They've got another problem too, which is that they are so skilled, a lot of them, that they turn out far too many books. Philip, did it, I'm right thinking Philip K. Dick produced a lot of books. As quite a lot, yeah. Asimov did. Yeah. A hell of a lot of books. Yes. And you think ha, they can't be writing a, something, something good takes longer than that to cook. You know, it's just like, it's like fast literature. What about first thought, best thought? It's just, that's just, Alan that's how you get, that's think... how you get On the Road. Well, which, on the Road's uh, a great book. It's not. What did, what did, what did Gore Vidal call, he said, On the Road. That's not writing, it's typing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that great. Easy, yeah. That's a great quote. <laughs> Oh, God, that's too funny. And uh, it is like that, isn't it? He should have just taken a bit more time. Well, I don't know about that. I think, like, with people like Philip K. Dick, is he had a family to support, and he's so used to turn out all these pulp novels. But the quality of them, I mean, they weren't all brilliant by any means, but the ones that were really shone, you know, they were fantastic books. I mean, I, I, I read them all when I was a teenager, and I went back to them recently, and I was amazed at how good they were. Mm. What about the, what about go, what about talking about their names, Philip K. Dick, is that his name or is that a Dick. not a non? <laughs> yeah, that's his name. Okay, Philip a Kindred Dick Asimov, Isaac Asimov. That's his name, is it? Is. I think it's the name that drives you into the trade. Norman Spinrad. <laughs> Norman Spinrad. <laughs> it's beginning to sound like there's, there's, there's more. There's, 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 Harlan is, Ellison. Right. They don't sound like proper writers. They were obviously told by their agent, if you a name like yours, you have to do, <laughs> have to do sci-fi. <laughs> well, why didn't you do sci-fi then? Guy Kenway. Guy Kenway's not a... Uh, well, it's not a sci-fi sci writer. It's an English... It's like John Wyndham. Yes. He I must say, he doesn't have a science fiction name. I've, I grant you that. John Wyndham. <laughs> <laughs> Hardly a science fiction name, is it, Guy? <laughs> That's children's fiction. Young, young adult fiction. <laughs> Young adult. He's is it? A, yeah, that's how we got rid of him. That's how we dealt with him. <laughs> <laughs> He's considered young he adult. He pulled the, the lever and he went down the <laughs> chute. Down there. Yeah. I think he, we, he's basically young adult, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, well, you were told to read him when you were about 16, 17, before you could read proper things. Oh. They're not grown-up books. No one reads a day of the Trifford, an adult. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote a good short story called The Third Vibrator. Did he? Yeah. Now you're interested. <laughs> well, I'm not, but I know it's nothing to do with, you know, sex toys. That's for certain. <laughs> no, it was a giant weapon. It's a, black, a big, black, shiny weapon, apparently, on a pole that they built. And, and when they switched it on, it vibrated and it shook the molecules of the Earth apart and destroyed the fabric of reality. Right. Well, let me see if we can guess. Um... <laughs> 
a, 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 a cultish group had got hold of it. No. <laughs> No, it was just and like... And we're living in the English countryside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A place like Hertfordshire, yeah. off the M40. No, Q. <laughs> <laughs> and some locals were getting suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> what goes on up at the farm? Yeah, no, you don't want to go up there. Don't mess around with things <laughs> you don't understand, dear boy. <laughs> with the brandy glass. <laughs> Do not go to the farm, is my advice. <laughs> There are unearthly goings-on at the farm. All right, then. Come on, then. Who wrote The Island of Dr Moreau? That's science fiction. And that's a good book. French dude from the 19th century. Stephen King? Well, trash. A very high-quality trash guy. It's not landfill. Well, I mean, I would obviously give my right hand to write, be able to write anything like that. The Shining? Fuck it, are you saying that's trash? No, that's not really science fiction though, is it? That's mystery. It's pretty but getting... out there. No, it's not in the future. Not all science fiction is in the future, Guy. It's about the past as well, and actually, have you noticed that science fiction very rarely has anything of the past in it except Doctor Hugh? Doctor Who? Doctor Hugh? <laughs> Doctor Hugh? <laughs> I say, it's Doctor Hugh in. <laughs> Doctor Hugh will see you now. <laughs> Doctor, <laughs> it's me piles. <laughs> Biddly bong. <laughs> biddly bong, biddly Sorry, it's this silly ringtone. <laughs> Dr. Hugh. Dr. Hugh. It's a crazy Dr. Hugh. How, how fair I am with pop culture. Dr. Hugh. What were you saying? He's always going into the. It backwards, isn't he? It goes backwards, it goes forwards, it goes sideways through time, like Hawkwind, actually. I was going to say. So, what about. Um, I'm trying to look. I know there are loads of really serious. Um, Science, science fiction, fiction writers, writers, but I think you're right. That it's it's a it's well, a ghetto. They're ridiculed, yeah, by the mm. by, by serious by people like you. My father wouldn't be having it. That's for sure. What's your favourite science fiction film, then, guy? Do you like the War of the Worlds, for instance? I don't like any science fiction film. What made you think I liked a science fiction film? You must like them. You mentioned one. You said I have to watch one about the Doomsday Machine. Yeah, that was Stanley Kubrick's masterpiece. What about 2001? That's another Stanley Kubrick masterpiece. Very boring. It's a, which has got a message. It would fit in a bottle. It's such a movie. Don't. Oh, my God. I mean, it's just like such a... You go through the speed of light and then you emerge from your own eyeball. <laughs> oh, no, it's inner space. It's outer space. Isn't it something like that? I don't know, but I remember thinking there's nothing here. You could get this, as I say, on a bit of paper in a bottle, and it's like a three-hour-long movie. That computer's really annoying. How? How? I really thought... Why didn't they call Alexi How? That would have been just so much better. Alexi. Don't you know what that is? Is it called Alexi? The... It's the sort of... It's the Alexis. Voice. Alexis. Alexis. Alexa. Shows my grip on. Alexa, look at this. Contemporary culture. No, yeah. Is, haven't you got one? Isn't that? Oh, no, that's your speaker yeah, troll. No, I haven't. And I wouldn't want to have something that I spoke to or that spoke to. Alexa, me. I'm sorry, but that song is not in your library. Would you like to purchase it? That's the kind of thing it says to you. Right. And, but the, off. the interesting thing about Alexa is if you say to Alexa, Alexa, what is the CIA? Alexa says, the CIA is the Central Intelligence Agency of America. It's the central gathering, uh, information gathering, and it goes on for a while. And then if you say, Alexa, do you work for the CIA? Guess what happens? It says, no, I'm a machine. It doesn't say anything. It just goes quiet, and the lights go on, and it switches itself off. 
Try it if you don't believe me on someone else's legs, obviously. So what's that like a gimmick? <clears throat> no, it means that they she can't lie. See, Alexa is not allowed to lie. Oh, stop it! You are ridiculous. It, it just does what it's told. It's AI. It's not allowed to lie. It can't lie to you. Well, in that case, it has a little. You put a little a bit of information in where it, you say, Alexa, you don't work for the CIA. But it doesn't do that because that would be a lie. Okay. I'm obviously. Not about this. Because it's obviously. <laughs> I've got a life. All right then. Okay. So we'll get, let's have a look at your list then. Okay. Have you got anything on there? Yeah. I've got. I don't want to talk about that. What? No, what do don't you want to talk about? Do you do 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 you think I'm an alcoholic? Compared to who? No. I'm, I'm, well, do you, so could be. If I could, what compared to, <laughs> to compared to anyone? Compared to a really bad alcoholic? No. <laughs> No. <laughs> do I think you're an alcoholic? You drink a lot, but then everybody I know does, really. Um, I, I worry that I'm an alcoholic. Do you? Yes, a little I bit. I would never call you an alcoholic. You wouldn't? Never. Even describing you, alcohol would not come into the, the first two, three paragraphs. Whoa, really? Definitely not. That's really hard to me. Yeah. I would say, yeah. No. You don't know what it's like in here, though, you see. It's very different. What do you mean behind? Are you in here, in my well, isness? You're pouring yourself a gin at the moment in your <laughs> mind. Yeah, I can get it out of my mind. What time does the pub open? <laughs> oh God, I need a drink. But actually, I have. I've got this thing because if I drink, I get really bad hangovers. So then I don't drink for a few days. So I, it usually drops the control rods in. Because Eleanor, my girlfriend, doesn't get hangovers at all ever. So she can just carry on drinking, which is fatal, I think. Do I think you're an alcoholic guy? No, I don't. Why do you think I you don't are? think I am either. But I just wonder, but the thing about alcoholics is that they tend not to think they've got a problem. That's, That's why I wanted to ask you, because I thought you'd give me a straight answer. Are, are you lying? No, because I actually asked the doctor about this, and the doctor said how much you're drinking, and I told her, and she said, oof, she said, you need to cut down your drinking. That's too much. You asked a doctor, of course they're going to say that. The recommended, the governmental rec re recommended limit is, let's be honest, is what we spill every night. It's Put that out with the bins, though. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's absolutely, it's a, it's it's a, true. It's a lamentable, it's homeopathic. It's a lamentable rationale. <laughs> 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 you know, what a human being can get by well, on that. It's and it just shows that they're just so out of touch. But doctors are pretty out of touch. They're very out of touch. Do we need to go into the... Um into the ether now to find out if anybody's communicated with us. Oh, wow, you mean has, if, if, if anyone's been in touch? First of all, Paul, yeah. why don't you remind uh, uh, us, me, of our email address? <laughs> yes. Let's see if I can get it. It's Sonic Garbage. Nah. <laughs> it's Sonic Landfill. All one word. At gmail.com. S-O-N-I-C-L-A-N-D-F-I-L-L -L at gmail.com. Do, okay. do drop us a line if you're... Uh... We'll talk about anything if, that you want us to talk about. This is the moment. Have we got... Has anyone... Oh, my God, what's all this? <laughs> we have got uh, loads of emails, but none of them are what we want. It's all spam. Yeah. Mind you, very nice of LinkedIn to get in touch. <laughs> yes. Those jolly people. Not everyone gets one of those. Yeah, that's well, right. Cheers. <laughs> so, okay, so that, that's an, 
That's a non-starter. Well, it's not actually. It's. It, I think it's rather interesting that no one's written to us. Do you? <laughs> you're, Pro- a bit, you're a bit downtown today. I am a little bit subdued today. That's okay, but it, we can have a subdued one. Mm. But what we need to do really is you need to get you need to get on one about something, and then I'll just. Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, you know I like to talk about Jamaica, and and I've seen this scene quite a few times. Large rental, not car, but minibus turns up, and out comes three or four fairly overweight young Americans with piles of jewellery on them and high heels <laughs> and their hair done up to the noise. <laughs> and they totter over to the bar and everyone goes, gives me neck, Jesus, that dawn, you know, that Jacob or whatever. And, you know, and they make their triumphant return mm. to the old village looking like they've made some money. And they're really reinforcing the stereotype that if you go up to America, you will make money and you will not regret it. Mm. Because no one comes back poor going, it's shit up there. <laughs> because presumably they're in jail because they uh, in America. Yeah. Or, or they yeah. can't afford to come down. Or I think also no one wants to hear that narrative <clears throat> or tell the failed immigration narrative. No. Which is why... You know, I know you know this song because I've asked you for the lyrics of it. The, well, no, you corrected me on the lyrics. <clears throat> the, the song is The Midnight Train to Georgia, where yeah. a, couple, a man has gone to Hollywood with his woman, or, mm. or maybe he's on his own, and he, ha- and he has, from Georgia, and he hasn't made it in Hollywood as an actor or musician. And he's decided, is this correct, to, to take the train back because he would rather. He would rather he would rather go home than live as a than not make it in Hollywood. Is that basically no? That? How does it go that one? It's like um, L.A. proved too much for the man, so he's going back to find blah blah blah. That is at the heart of my family though, because my mum left Northern Ireland when she was eighteen to come to England in the middle of the troubles. The, the troubles were really just getting going. I think it was the early sixties. And um, she came over here. And I think she'd got pregnant and she couldn't get an abortion in Northern Ireland. So that's why she came to England. And then um, the family all followed her one by one. She had 13 brothers and sisters. And they all came over to England eventually. After calling her all the names under the sun, you know. Your dirty whore going over there and all this. But they all followed her eventually. And so that's how... The Irish family the side of my family all ended up in England basically because of that. I think my mum, she was the eldest, and one by one they all came over, and then the parents came over as well. But um, so that 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 idea is really familiar to me. And they were my mum was from a family that was um, they lived in two rooms and they drew water from a well and they had no electricity. And she had thirteen brothers and sisters that slept in two beds. Right, well, that, that emigration from that, mm. it t- makes pretty good sense to me. Mm. But from a, 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 an exquisitely pretty tropical village... <laughs> Rolling in rum. <laughs> Rolling in rum with a fair amount of money around. Yeah, you, and you turning up. Don't forget, they've got you as well, guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and a beautiful climate. Well, the Irish would never have left that. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. But the Jamaicans, they want to get out of there. They want to leave. They want to get out. And I think that... An, an, so I heard some bloke 
saying that, that with the island had got quite a lot of people going going back the returning there not just in in retirement but as you know fairly young in the at the beginning of their career and making a sort of life in Ireland whereas where before they would have just left and disappeared forever is that true do you think I don't think it's true in Northern Ireland I think people still want to get out of there quite a lot yeah. um, I think there's a, a lot of people leave and that's why there's this thing going on at the minute where they're doing lots of factory farming there because the uh, the, um, the 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 um, regulations are lax, and there are less people there, so they justify it in terms of bringing employment, because many people have left the region. So who does leave? This is a question that uh, that I'm that, that interests me is that we're in a I mean it, it, say say in Northern Ireland you just described what you know why your mother left she she left possibly for medical reasons yeah. Uh, she didn't go back though, and the rest were uh, living in pretty straightened circumstances and not, mm. really not very enjoyable life. But in Jamaica, they were poor, but they but it, they, they weren't in a horrible they, they, they weren't in un, you know, living under horrible conditions. But sir, and in and in Scotland and in England in the 16th century, 17th century, certain number of people in our communities got up and went to in, in our case America. Mm. Who would those people be? Trump's granddad. Yeah, but I'm talking about it. Look at it from our point of view, not the Americans. You've got a village of people. Someone in the village goes, I'm not happy here. I'm getting out of here. Mm. Now, it's always depicted by the Americans as these are the entrepreneurs. These were the ones with some get up and go. The Mayflower type thing, yeah. Yeah, but I think the Mayflower were basically driven out, weren't they? They were, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that we basically drove drove out the the bores and the and the <laughs> and the weirdos and the incompetence and the violent people. Oh, didn't we ship them off to Australia as well? Some went one direction, and the rest yeah. off, went off to America. <laughs> and I think they got the kind of they they got the sort of you know the rejects. <laughs> why would the why would the why would the best ones leave? Because the, of course they wouldn't, because they were enjoying life in Britain, a wonderful, bountiful country. It must have been our reject. You think so? Yes. Or were, were some but, of them but no one wants to piss off the Americans by saying, look, by the way, yeah. you, a bit like Australia, are basically our rejects. Although I don't think it's true of Australia, because I think that they got some... They, all they got was petty criminals, and I think possibly they were some of the cleverest and, and, uh, yeah. and, and most fun people. But the, the Americans... <laughs> Why would you go to? They got a lot, I think a lot from of, Britain. I know where a lot of religious bores went to America. Yeah, yeah. A lot of religious nuts. Yeah. Because they wanted to build the new world, mm, didn't they? Yeah. And it's so it's kind of a biblical thing. I think a lot of them saw it as. But again, you know, not really the ones you want to hang out with. And also, I think that. And no, there were that. These are like the shittest people on earth. What? What guy? The shittest people on earth. These were the rednecks. Who were? The, well, the, 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 this was the tribe. Who, who we kicked out of uh, Britain and the Germans kicked out of Germany, who formed up, made their way across uh, the United States of America, what, what is now the United States of America, killing every single thing in their way, <laughs> eviscerated all cultures, <laughs> many killed, species. They killed all the buffalo, didn't they? Basically. Yeah, and most of the humans. Most of the humans. And humiliated and abased and murdered most of the humans. <laughs> then, when they'd done that, they said, 
Right, okay. Vietnam. No, no, no then they imported loads of black people to do their Indeed. work. Indeed. <laughs> Let's not forget that bit. Small detail. <laughs> yeah. Having killed slavery. all the natives, exactly. they were like, well, who's going to do all the fucking work <laughs> now? Right, We've right, killed them. Right. Well, they couldn't work then anywhere. They were lazy. Then enslaved a whole other uh, race of nations of people. Then... Having done that, they then said, right, where else can we go? And they went to Vietnam, Afghanistan, Nicaragua. All those wars are redneck wars. They're basically America redneck wars. They're not started in California, those wars. They're not. They're, they're, and they're not started on the East Coast. They're, they're started not redneck in Texas. wars, Guy. How naive can you be? They're wars. That, these wars are a product of Bush. the military-industrial complex. Yeah, but, 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 and it's a know, money, they're money wars, Guy. They're, they're money. Yeah, okay, but I feel that it comes from... Bendix Corporation. I, I don't you know, feel it comes from the Italian-American. I think it comes from other Californians. I think it comes from the sort of redneck oil, kind of barony, slavey sort of America. Slavey? Slave loving No, no it's not. It's the atom bomb wielding. Where was that? Right in the middle of the desert. Redneck. Nevada, wasn't it? Where, well, you're not going to let that atom bomb off in town, are you, guy? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Of course, it's, you're going to do it somewhere remote. It's a redneck idea. It's the rednecks that, 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 that you know. Is that what, very, it wasn't op- ro- very Robert Oppenheimer. aggressive? And let me just define it better. Uh, very that aggressive, brutal, doesn't take well to culture. Easy to you know, very quick to violence. Religiously bigoted. Narrow-minded, not thinking too far, never thinking too far. Because then they might have to, you know, uh, actually come up with some ideas themselves. But I tell you, it's very well depicted in a movie that I really like called The Big Lebowski. Oh, God, I hate that movie. Yeah. What a load of shit that You've is, You've got guy. such For shit For God's sake, taste. guy, why would you fucking watch that load of nonsense? Well, let me just tell you... About could... some gibbering idiot who plays <laughs> bowls. And that is the one shit movie they made. It's bowling. It's bowl. fucking bowels, whatever it is. <laughs> it's their best. It's not their best movie. Jeez. It is not. And the... if you just be quiet for a moment, I'll... <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking hell. Because John Goodman in that. Who is he? He's the big fat one with the yellow glasses in the bowls team. It's such a rubbish he movie. He's the redhead. He's the, sorry, he's so the he, redhead. He's, he, he's, he's the redness. He's that part of America. The violence-loving, aggressive. Who can we attack? Next? Murica. Who we attack? Who can we attack next? Who gets them into all the trouble? Who's always? Whose plans are always aggressive and stupid? This is how you see me, isn't it? No, you it's think not at I'm all, like not that? At all. And then they have then and then they have Jeff Bridges, who who played the, uh, the Big Lebowski, who's like the hippie, the West Coast, the East Coast. It's the sweet. disgusting. Why, why, why are we? Listen, listen to me. Why, why are you know? This, what, why are we, why are we, we don't need to have a fight, we can talk to them, it'll oh, be yeah. okay, it's cool. The Let's Silicon Valley, yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll be fine. Hippies have got just lots wait, of fucking, they've got lots of fucking answers. And then in hippies. the middle is little Donnie, who every time he opens his mouth, they go, shut up, Donnie, we're talking. Who is like the sort of rump of a Like mouth. you do with me. The rump, the, Please. <laughs> no, I just want to say it's a shit movie. How can you even... The whole... It's so hackneyed and it's so fucking sketchy and it's so badly delineated oh, I know you and underdeveloped. Like I know why you don't like why? it. Why? Because they take the piss out of contemporary artists. I've never, I've never been able to watch it all the way through so I couldn't tell you what they take the piss out of. Are you sure it's not the reason? 
No, oh, I don't give a, a fuck a, they about have that. A, they have a, uh, I take the piss out of contemporary okay, eyes. Right, right. Okay, okay, fine, fine. No, it's not that. So it's you've, the you've never it's actually watched these caricatures like, oh, it? he's a hippie and he smokes pot and does bowling. And then you've got this other redneck idiot. It's just such a fucking cliche, the whole thing. Oh, it's, it's, and it's not even interesting and the script is shit. Oh, it's fantastic. It's fucking boring. What is it even about? It's about it's about how a tiny misunderstanding is blown by. <laughs> it, 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 just listen, just listen. It's blown into a movie. Just listen. It's, it's, full it, of hot it's, air. it's blown into a huge, um, uh, and painful and nasty conflict by John Goodman, despite the the uh, the, the big Leba- uh, 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 despite despite Lebowski trying to persuade him not to do it, and Donny watching on silently. And they are led once again into some stupid fucking escapade, basically involving violence. A war. Exactly. And it's an absolutely brilliant metaphor for American foreign policy. It is, and in fact, and, and if you look at it carefully, I looked at it quite, you know, watch it, I love it. Often, <laughs> often, in the background, often in the background, there's a little TV somewhere in the shop, for instance, there's a, there's a shop scene, and you can see Bush talking about uh, the, 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 the first Iraq war. And, and you just feel this is how American foreign policy, this is exactly how they operate. From some stupid misunderstanding or perceived slight, they end up in a fight with a completely unconnected person. How naive can you be? You drank the Kool-Aid, didn't you, Guy? I mean, if you really think that it's all so fucking chaotic, why do they spend all this money destabilising governments and putting puppet regimes in place in Central America? Well, the message of this film is because they're fucking idiots. Yeah, they are idiots, but they're no not... Idea. But and the they, way they, they go about up, things is not And they pick up a bit of, of kids' homework and go, I know who's got W-M-D. it, and end up smashing up someone's yeah. Ferrari. WMD. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They end up, it was way before WMD, this movie, but they, because they, they, they're idiots, not because they are mastermind puppeteers. Yeah, but they think Illuminati. they are. That's the worst thing. They think that's why I love they the movie. Are. They think they are. Well, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry I haven't seen The Big Lebowski. And, well, well, but having said that, having listened to your... Um, your monologue about the Big Lebowski, I will now definitely not be watching it. Because <laughs> you've, you've, what's it called? Spoiled it to fuck, haven't you? You've ruined it for me, even if I wanted to watch it. <laughs> <laughs>